welcome to the audio book of the short story, Jake and the Fire Salamander. Thank you for reading the short story if you've read it already, and if not, you're in for a treat to hear the audio rendition of it. Again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this, and I hope you enjoy. Sincerely, from the creator himself, Clifton Smith, a.k.a. Rockman 3K3. Let's get started. Jake and the Fire Salamander Jake was always celebrated in the Fire Gen Club. The Fire Gen Club was a foundation of people of mystery, fame, and wonder, but only a few knew of them. They were an elite organization that ruled the underworld, but strolled around the world of light donating to various causes and investments, slowly influencing the world. Today was a day unlike any other for the Fire Gen Club and for Jake. It was the day Jake would talk to the Dragon Flame on behalf of the Fire Gen Club, a dangerous task that some never returned from, while others were never the same again. Jake, do you think he will talk to us again? You remember what happened to the last guy? Velma asked with slight hesitation in her voice. Don't worry, I got this. Besides, it's been some years since the last Ember Day. He needs this almost as much as we do. There's no way he, she, it. There's no way it can say no, he replied with confidence. I have to be on the throne this year because I want that extra $5 million. Got my eye on this new fancy yacht. I'm trying to throw new parties this year. Velma shook her head in disbelief and laughed because she knew why he really wanted the money. She stood up to kiss him on the forehead. Just remember, they need you back at Lamb, and not just your money. Be careful out there and come back to us. Come back to me. Jake looked her in the eyes and then met her with a sincere kiss. Of course, beautiful. I'll be back before the flames go out. Jake then stepped out of the room until this cold, still a labyrinth of walls and torches. A voice rang out in the distance. Are you really going to talk to him today of all days? A mysterious man dressed in a black and red suit with a mythical snake draped around his neck. Edgar, didn't know you came to see me off. Of course, adventure today, not tomorrow, right? Jake replied while fixing his cuffs. Besides, today is as good as any. Eckert frowned in disbelief. Your father would have never. Jake stares at him with extreme contempt. Don't you dare bring up his name. He's a traitor and a lost cause to us. He may have grown up in the old ways, but do nothing of them and had no respect for the customs. Eckert steps forward to Jake, putting his hand on his shoulders with endearment. Jake. You don't understand what he was trying to do. He had his reasons. Your mother. Jake storms off. I'm out of here. I don't have time for trips down memory lane. Our roads are broken, and I am tired of falling in those familiar potholes. Hecker puts his head down. Just be careful out there, young blood. They're, they are still hunting us on top of everything else going on out there in that crazy world. I hope the peace and stillness of the one true flame is with you at all times. Be engulfed, my young brother. 
Jake bows respectfully. Thank you, sir, and I promise to return home soon, hopefully with the sacred blessing of the flame. Jake walks out the door. He finds himself in a dusty, sandy village full of life and commerce. The chattering merchants on the street, the children playing, cars driving by, it all felt like home to him. Life is good, Jake thought to himself peacefully as he walked towards the fierce temple. As he walked towards the temple, he started to feel something at the back of his neck. Was it sweat, a fly, or some annoying insect? No, even worse, the FBI, he thought to himself. Man, you guys have to work on your spy skills. You're becoming almost predictable with the tech and skills you stole from the Shinnok's family. Suddenly, five special agents appeared from water like puddles in the middle of the market, which just happens to be abandoned by the public. Ironically, the market was named the Miracle Market, although, according to the public, nothing ever happened there. The leader suddenly appears before Jake, annoyed, but also impressed. And just when I thought I got the drop on you, here you are waiting to dance with me. Jake shook his head, annoyed as well. I don't have time for this special agent, Kevin Rajmahanger. I have an appointment to keep. Kevin got closer to him, face to face, anticipating his every step, politely blocking his way. <laughs> well now, I'm honored that you know my name. Incredible. Salamanders really know how to cover your tracks and run through the sand undetected. Kevin pats Jake's chest. Relax, Mr. Jake. I just want you to come with us and answer a few questions. Maybe we can help each other. Jake calmly puts his hand on Kevin's shoulders and smiles. <laughs> Why? So you can learn about my people and then steal our secret techniques and skills as well? No, thank you. And like I said, have an appointment. So, Kevin interrupts with a loud laugh. <laughs> it hurts my heart that you think of me as a bad guy. Take him in. The five agents go in to assault Jake. One comes at him with a water-type lip that slices through the air viciously. One agent throws water-type arrows that pierce through the air gracefully. Two of the agents work together to form a giant water golem that stomps the ground. One sends a wave of water to crash down upon Jake. Jake stands there in complete stillness. The agents get closer to him. Kevin laughs with confidence. Suddenly, there's a snap followed by a flame that flashes in an instant. Kevin then looks with horror and disbelief as his team is completely dismantled upon seconds. In those mere seconds, Jake encases himself in flames and whizzes through the water golem burning the two agents into ash while dodging the water whip and then ripping the heart out of the agent, setting it on fire to a slow burn and then lays it on the ground. He sends a lone ember to the water archer agent, setting him on fire, immediately screaming in agony. He then dodges the water cascade, turning it into steam and then setting the clothes of the agent on fire and setting the agent's soul on fire, causing and inside out engulfing this entire body. Jake then appears behind Kevin with a smile. 
Yeah, listen. There's a reason why you shouldn't use other people's toys. I mean, at least learn a thing or two before you use them. Just saying. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to make it to this appointment. Kevin falls to his knees as Jake walks off. This isn't over! Kevin shouted. Jake simply laughed and kept walking. He finally makes it to the fierce temple. It was ancient, filled with lush greenery and forest animals everywhere. Old and decrepit, its only occupants have been birds and wild animals. But alone in the temple stood one altar with a single torch. Jake approached the altar respectfully because he knew the great power behind the altar and heard about it many times growing up. Jake kneels and begins to chant. To the ash that was and the ash that will be, will you talk to the flames within me? Suddenly a strong rumble came over the land and the heat rose. Jake chanted again. To the ash that was and the ash that will be, will you talk to the flames within me? Suddenly a firewall appears as high as the temple, blocking the entrance to the temple and enclosing Jake within the altar. Suddenly a beautiful maiden appears, wearing nothing but a kimono. Jake bows before her. What do you want, son of embers? Why have you called me here to this conduit? She asked in a mystic voice. Are you the dragon of flame? I come to ask for the blue flame. To help our people, Jake replied humbly, unsure of himself. You and everyone else want this blue flame. Do you know it is merely my saliva and nothing more? How will this help you or your people? The dragon goddess asked, mystified by the request. Um, well, according to our sacred texts, Jake replies ner nervously. It states that those with the blue flame have the ability to restore balance and honor to their world. The dragon goddess laughs maniacally. <laughs> I love joking with your kind, son of embers. So you're looking for the ultimate power, are you? Well, thanks for coming and take this as a test and drink every bit of it. Then you will realize what it means to have ultimate power. Here you go. Dragon goddess hands Jake a giant glass of blue drink with an umbrella and a straw in it. Make sure you drink every drop and waste none of it. Okay, this is a chill day for me, so... Laters! The dragon goddess disappears, and the temple reverts back to the old ancient temple, just as quiet as it was before. Jake stands there, bewildered, with a drink in his hands. He examines it carefully to see that it is an ordinary drink, but he is still careful not to spill it. So all I have to do is drink this, and that's it? That's the test? Okay, well, seems easy enough, I guess. Jake begins to drink the blue drink. Tastes really good, actually. I wonder what this is and what flavor. Just then, two dragon knights clad in green armor appear and attack Jake. Jake defends himself but remembers the advice of the dragon goddess. He is dodging and countering sword attacks while juggling the drink in one hand, carefully keeping it 
and spilling. Of course it was not going to be that easy. In a faraway desert, Clifton, a guy lost on his trip through the Sahara, comes upon the dead body of a man that suffered burns and scarring. He is face down in the sands. I knew I should have just stayed on the tour, but no. Had to know what a sandstorm felt like, and now I'm lost. Last time I do anything for the gram. What is this? Oh my god! Is that a dead body holding a holding a drink? Really? Man, I'm thirsty, but how's there still liquid in this open container and no sand? Wait, what is that by his hand written in the sand? Clifton looks closer upon inspection to see what the man wrote in the sand. What does this say? Bravery among the flames, ash of another plane, take me to the blue flame? All of a sudden, Clifton is transported to another plane of existence, one of fire. He is greeted by flaming griffins and a dragon. What is happening right now? Where am I? Just then, a shadow swoops in. It's Jake wielding a fiery sword and holding a blue drink. Who are you? What the hell is going on? Clifton asked in fear as the creatures lunge forward. Jake smiled while fighting them off. Questions later. Right now, can you fight? Also, how good are you at playing with fire? The end. Well, what did you guys think? I uh, really hope you guys enjoyed uh, the excerpt, Jake in the Fire Salamander, that short story. Uh, it's a small excerpt from a big idea that I have that's maybe in the works, uh, who knows, in the future. Um, but I'd like to know what you guys think about it, and I'd like to know if you guys would like to see it fleshed out more, whether it's a video game or uh, an episodic podcast with real actors, not just my voice, because I'm not uh, as good as a voice actor as some of the people I know. Um, but I would love to know what you guys think. Uh, you know, please let me know in the comments below. Uh, and I just want to say again, thank you so much for taking time to listen to this short story on audio uh i don't know if you really can call it audiobook since it's just a, a short story excerpt but anyway uh thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed it and just please let me know what you think and you can hear more uh on my uh page from now on uh you'll probably hear more on my soundcloud more short story ideas that you know may or may not grow depending on uh the popular uh peeps or uh, you know the population you know what you guys might want anyway uh thank you so much and i hope to hear from you soon once again i'm clifton smith aka rockman 3k3 thanks for listening thanks for reading see you later